The strongest man in the Bible had to learn the reality of his own weakness and the true source of strength. Today, we learn spiritual truths from the life of Samson. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we journey through the Word of God. Ask someone that does not go to church. Ask someone that does not really study the Bible. Ask someone that knows perhaps very little about the Christian faith if they've ever heard of Samson. And immediately they say, oh yes, I've heard of Samson and Delilah. You know, immediately our minds run to the bad in Samson's life, to the sin and the failure in his life. And while there's no doubt there's great lessons to be learned there, great warnings for us to take heed to, I want to bring you today not to the bad in Samson's life, but to the good in Samson's life. And the good in Samson's life was God, God's grace, God's mercy, God's blessing. And isn't that the case for all of us? Paul wrote in Romans and said, In me, that is, in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Look, if there's any good thing in any of us, it must be Jesus, because it sure isn't us. I'm a sinner saved by the grace of God. And what was Samson? Samson was a sinful man. And yet, in the heart of this sinful man, there was a good God at work. There was a God of mercy and of grace. And we see that from his earliest days. We're in Judges chapter 13. We began just briefly looking at the early days of Samson, the last time we studied together. But today, I want you to see the goodness of God in his life as a very young man. Look at the things that God gave him and see the parallel of this in your own life. In Judges chapter 13, an angel comes to his mother and says to her in Judges 13 verse 3, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. He says again in verse 5, Lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And in verse 24, And the woman bear a son. Isn't it wonderful that everything God foretells, He always fulfills? But don't miss the principle. Here's the first great thing that God gave Samson. God gave him life. Don't take for granted the most obvious thing in your life, and that is life. God allowed you to live. He allowed you to be born. He's allowed you to live to this present time. He is both the creator and the sustainer of life. The Bible says that in Him we live and move and have our very being. I take a breath right now, would you please? Isn't that nice? I take another one. That, my friends, is God's gift to you. It beats the alternative. Someone you know didn't live to this day. Someone your age was not permitted to live to this hour, and yet God has given you life. Don't take life for granted. If you're breathing right now, God has a purpose for you. And now there's a beautiful secret here, an open secret about life, and that is that life begins with conception. Did you notice that the messenger of God said, Thou shalt conceive and bear a son? There's an emphasis here on the conception of the child. You see, God's engaged and involved in the life of a child from the very beginning. In fact, before they're even born. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 5, God says to Jeremiah, Before I even formed you in the belly, I knew you. 
Before you came out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nation. You see, God is the giver of life. And I believe in the sanctity of life. That's why abortion in our land is such a heinous, not only crime against humanity, it is a heinous sin against the giver of life. It's a sin against the God who created man and who gives man life. Oh, stop today and just thank God that you're alive. In the early days, God gave Samson life. But not only that, God gave him purpose. And those two things are always connected to one another. You see, if you're breathing, it's because God has a purpose for your life. If the Lord was through with you, you'd be gone. But if you're here, there's something God wants you to do. In the life of Samson, that purpose was revealed in Judges 13, verse 5. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Would you please notice uh, that God's purpose in Samson's life was not first about the Philistines. It was not first about his labor. It was about his life. It was not first about his work. It was about his walk with God. It begins with being a Nazarite unto God from the womb. Uh, the, the word Nazarite literally means to be separated, consecrated, set apart. Uh, the Nazarites were a special group of people. We'll talk more about them soon. Uh, but they were set apart by God and for God. It is a reminder that in every life, God wants man for himself. Do you remember in the book of Genesis when God created the world? How did He create everything? We preachers get pretty artistic sometimes and we, we say things like God flung the stars into the canopy of the heavens and He carved out the rivers with His finger. But actually that's not what He did. If you read the Bible carefully, He just spoke. He said the Word. Oh, the power of the Word of God. He said light and there was light and it was very good. And yet, when you come to the end of the creative week, there is one thing that God forms with His hands. The only thing God shaped, God molded, God made with His hands was the Bible says that He formed man out of the dust of the ground. Now, why would He speak everything into existence but make man with His own hands? I believe there's a beautiful symbolism here. From the very beginning, God is saying to man, I want you to be in my hand. May I ask you, dear listener, is your life in God's hand today? Oh, physically speaking, it is. Now, the very fact you're alive and breathing is because you're in God's hand. He's permitted it. He's, he sustains you to this moment. But spiritually speaking, is your life in God's hand? Have you ever taken your life and placed it in the nail-pierced hand of Jesus and said, I want you to have everything? You see, that's the picture we're given in Judges 13 verse 5. That's what a Nazarite was someone totally given to God. And notice, please, it's not just about the rules. Uh, certainly, there were rules for the Nazarites. One of them mentioned here, no razor should come upon his head. There are actually three different parts to the Nazarite vow. But it wasn't about the rules. It was about a relationship, a Nazarite unto God from the womb. Oh, there's some beautiful truth here. God didn't want you just to keep rules, check boxes, go through the motions and mechanics of some life of faith. God wants you for Himself. He wants you near Him. He wants you to love Him. He wants you to walk with Him. He wants you to be separated to Him. And why? Because He has a very special plan and purpose for your life. I love this expression, from the womb. 
God's purpose is not for one time of life. He wants all of your life. He wants it from beginning to end. Now remember in Judges 13, this period of time, Israel's in a mess. They're a needy nation. They're living in a wicked world. Uh, the, the judges period was a period where every man was doing that which was right in his own eyes. And yet in the midst of that, God wanted to use Samson. May I say to you today that God has given you life and God has given you a divine purpose. And in the midst of a needy nation and a wicked world, He wants to use your life. As surely as He wanted to use this man, there's some difference He wants to make in your life and through your life in this world. Would you look to the giver of life today and begin by just thanking Him for letting you live? And then would you place your life in His hands and say, Dear God, take all there is of me and give me all that you have for my life. Let my life count both for time and eternity. I promise you, if you'll look to the Lord today, God will hear and answer that prayer. He'll do more with your life than you can. And Samson is evidence of that. Samson is a reminder to us all that our strength is in God alone. Thank you for joining us today. Visit scottpauley.org for additional resources and an archive of all of the Enjoying the Journey episodes. We look forward to studying God's Word with you again soon.